Welcome to Season 2 of the Blue Green Vacations Peak Performance Podcast. Fasten your seatbelts as we dive in and level up. It's time to share happiness one podcast at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engine! Wow! Go, 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 Blue Green, it's podcast day. Go, Jackie, it's podcast day. Go, Wayne, it's podcast day. Go, Jay, it's podcast day. Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I don't know what time it is. I don't know when you're listening, but welcome to Blue Green's Peak Performance Podcast Season 2. I am Jay McGowan. I am Jackie Disher. And I'm Wayne Rickman. Welcome, everyone. Yes, and Wayne Rickman. I love the way you say that. So listen, guys, you know, Season 1, the feedback was awesome. Season 2, the feedback is super awesome. So, you know, I've got to throw super in front of it. But anyway, Uh, you know, it's been great. You know, every time we are out, we're hearing great things about it. So we wanted to turn up the level a little bit today. Today, we're turning up the level. We are taking it to the next level with our co-host today. It's just going to be a blast. Wayne, Jackie, I can't wait. So what we'll do, we're going to go into one of our segments. This segment is, you know, what is probably the most popular segment that we have. And we're going to go into this segment. And we're going to come back and discuss it a little bit. And after that, we're going to jump right into it with our guest. It's time for Weekly Wins with Jackie Disher. Well, things are getting sunny down in the sunshine state of Florida. And let me tell you, we have got a weekly win for you today. In one day on the Fountain's front line, we have a sales manager, Robinson Castro, also a President's Club winner, who put up nearly $200,000 in volume in one day with a 50% close. And get this, front line, $49,000 APT. Is that a record? It's possibly a record on the front line at Blue Green. Great job, Robinson. Keep being the rabbit to chase. Fantastic work. Jay, back to you. Now, wow. That was just <laughs> awesome. Jackie, I mean, come on. That was you don't, 40. You don't hear that every day. <laughs> what was that APT again? Yeah, like 49,000. I mean, talk about almost a $50,000 APT on the front line. There's a happy owner for you right there. Yes. Somebody jumping straight into platinum, maybe even throwing a gold in there. There's going to be some people having a lot of fun with their points. Look, there's no question. Soon. There's no question the people with the most points have the most fun. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of that, Jackie, I literally flew home from uh, the fountains yesterday and Jeff Mess. Zanotti has that team rocking. The front line had a $6,300 BPG. Teresa DeFelice's podium was out of this world. Brian Lane, if you've never heard him give a sales meeting, it's church. It's blue-green church. So you can see why they're doing what they're doing. Congratulations, Fountains and team, for an amazing weekly win. Yes, that's awesome. So, Wayne, you ready? Because I am ready. This is going to be epic. So, you know, we're going to just pass it over to Wayne to do the introductions of our co-hosts, and then we're just going to jump into some great conversation. Let's go. Well, I'm so excited today. We have five hosts on our podcast, (laughs) and it's going to be really exciting because 
I love it when I say to people, hey, Justin Taylor's in town. He wants to see you. Yes. And their eyeballs are like, oh, my God, what did I do wrong? Right. Yes. <laughs> no, yes. no, you know, so, and, and, and another guest that's really critical to what we do. And let me give a little lead up to this with the new uh, pilot for the Passport to Peak Performance. Um, he wanted to sit in this process. He's got a law degree. He spent the last 10 years in compliance in the banking industry. And to have someone like that sit through our process was very important. He was so excited when he got out of it. I said, Brian, dude, we've got to have you come on our podcast. So let's welcome Brian Zilka and Justin Taylor to the Peak Performance Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for being here. It's great. It's awesome. That's a lot of peas. That's a lot of peas, isn't it? The pilot to the passport. Peak Performance and the Peak Performance Podcast. Holy cow. <laughs> yes. Everybody knows you love your peas, Wayne. That's a fact, Jack. So, so Wayne, so Wayne, real quick, uh, uh, you gave uh, Brian's background. What about a little background on Justin for us? So Justin has a world-class background, yes. traveling internationally from, you know, overseas in Europe to um, Japan. He is our most senior HR leader, uh, SVP of Human Resources, reporting to Dusty Tonkin on our senior leadership team. And let me tell you something, he knows everything about every step of inviting a tour of the sales process, the QA process, the compliance process, and day by day by day, um, gets better and better and is a great yes. partner to everybody out there. So, so and just when I say you don't want to see Justin, you really do want to see Justin because <laughs> he knows the drill. So welcome, Justin. Thank you. Yeah, and he's a lot of fun too. So <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Sometimes. So, Sometimes so, he can be a lot of fun. <laughs> so Brian, why, why don't we start with you? Um, tell us what it was like for you, especially with a compliance background, to really look at the P's and Q's of how we onboard our new associates and our our sales training process that Justin has been driving for one brand across the company, opposed to where we were, let's say when Jackie and Jay started, what was the experience like for you? Because you immersed in it and sat in a room with sales reps. You went through the exact same process with them. Give us your feedback on your, on your week in that class. Sure, I'd, I'd describe it as invigorating, actually, because it, it gets you so excited about the company. And you know, we're we're a sales-driven company, and to to learn about the science and the psychology and everything that goes into the sales process is just absolutely fascinating to me. And you know, two fantastic trainers, uh, Zach and Jay, in there. I mean, you know, I, I, I they were joking about the amount of tea that I was drinking, but you didn't need caffeine to stay awake <laughs> in that class. I mean, they they had you going and paying attention the whole time. So I was fascinated um, and, and the energy level was good. And, you know, you just leave invigorated and excited about Blue Green and excited about what we're doing here. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's so perfect that you said that, because the truth is, that's what we want. We love our brand. We love our company. We love this podcast. We love that we do things the right way. And we need our entry level personnel to come out of that class with a and an even deeper and profound respect for our brand. So thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure we'll get back to you later. Justin, tell us about the importance of one homogenized training process where, where throughout the company, we're all getting on one message as opposed to individual silos. Yeah, you know, I think as we're growing as a company, it's so important for us to be connected. 
And, um, you know, from a training perspective, the ability to have one common language and one common platform, but more importantly, one common experience for an associate is huge. And, you know, um, Lou Green has, has a great reputation for developing people, but we want people to develop not just in a channel or a silo, we want to develop leaders for the whole company. So we're trying to create a space more than ever where people can move from place to place, from in-house to frontline, from sales admin to resort operations, from frontline even to a corporate role. We may have associates who are out there studying right now to do things um, that aren't exactly in line with how they're spending their time today, but that could tee up a, a long-term future for them in any part of our business. So having that common platform for training and that common language will really allow us um, to make sure that we're leveraging our best people in the right place all the time and we don't have to retrain them. So what we don't want to do is retrain you when you move from piece to piece of our place to place in our business. We want you to be able to move seamlessly because the language is the same, the way we operate is the same, who we are from a DNA perspective is the same. So, so that's a, really what we're trying to drive right now. And I think that that's important, not only for onboarding and not only for transferring people when we're trying to find the right seat on the bus for somebody, but I think it's also important that we're speaking the same language in terms of the customer perspective, because that can limit the rescissions that we see when we're, when we're speaking the same language. Would you agree, Justin? Absolutely. When there's a consistent delivery of the product to, to the customer, we're absolutely going to re reduce uh, rescission, especially when people move from rep to rep, right? So I, I buy in frontline and then later I upgrade and maybe I upgrade a second, and hopefully a third and a fourth time in my lifetime. Um, having that consistent language means that the message is consistent and people will be less likely to say, hey, that's not what I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, so so yeah. good. And, you know, uh, Jay, go ahead. No, no, that? I was just going to I was going to make a comment on uh, uh, actually both uh, Brian and uh, Justin. Brian, when we were in class, Brian, I don't know if he said this, but Brian actually was immersed in it, meaning Brian, he wasn't just viewing the class. He was actually a part of it. He did the the test, the role playing, the the back. I mean, the entire thing. Absolutely. And. We were hoping we wouldn't lose him as a VP of compliance to sales because he is just that <laughs> he is just that good, man. He was landing the script. I mean, all the stuff that we were like, do this, do that. I mean, the warm-up, the the whole nine. Brian was just on top of it. So I wanted to comment on that. And then on Justin, you know, in the interview process when I came to the company, I went through a lot of interviews, by the way. And Justin and Dustin was the last two interviews. And I remember. When I got on with Justin, I'm like, okay, now this, I, I got to land these next two interviews. This is important. <laughs> I, I can mess up a lot, but I can't mess up these two interviews. And you know what Justin did for me, which was awesome. I kept asking about the culture and, you know, Justin actually clarified that culture for me so great. And that really made me comfortable because again, when you're interviewing the company, uh, when you're when you're being interviewed, you're also interviewing, right? And it was important for me to be a part uh, be a part of a company that the culture was, you know, was was in place and and it mattered. Compliance mattered. It all mattered. It wasn't just sales. And and I remember uh, Justin talking about how Alan, it's important to Alan, culture and customer service before anything because we want to treat people right. And that was, I, I tell you, getting those 
getting that from Justin was big for me. I was like, you know what? I was definitely completely, I was already in, but that, that brought me all the way in. So I just wanted to say that because that mattered because when Justin just spoke, he talked about how all that mattered. So that definitely mattered to me, but go ahead, go ahead, uh, Jackie. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was going to say something important that Justin said to me early on, and I think he said it a few times, was that on our uh, pathway to a billion or whatever we're calling it now, this, uh, <laughs> yeah. what was it, Justin? Was it uh, our our blue-green billion? It, it's our uh, blue-green billion. We're, we're going to trademark it shortly and get it out. Yeah, blue-green billion. When we're on that path to a billion, we have to make sure that we don't lose the special nature of our DNA of blue green and who we are. Can you speak to that, Justin, on, on your end, what that means? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, I've worked for a lot of companies that have grown quickly. And, and when you grow quickly from sort of a, a very scrappy startup type format into a formal uh, grown up company, sometimes you lose a little bit in the DNA. And what, what we want to make sure here, and I talk about this often, is the things that have made us great the reason that people come to work for Blue Green, we don't want to lose that as we layer on a little bit more formality, a little more guidance, a little more governance. We, we need to add that, right? We need to make sure that people are clear what frame they can play in or should play in, but, but we don't want to make it so structured that people can't be who they are. They can't bring their stories, their personal experiences to the sales presentations that they can't help um, our, our owners and our future owners understand why this is such a great product for them. So it's something that we're really keeping an eye on as we get to that billion that we don't get so structured that, that we become uh, less interesting, less fun and less dynamic to work for. And that's tough. Lots of organizations I've worked for have really struggled with that as they grow. Amen to that. And and Brian, you know, you work directly uh, for Alan Levan as the VP of Corporate Compliance, and that can sound a little bit uh, formal and uh, maybe yeah. scary to some people. Oh my gosh, who is this guy? But um, tell us a little bit about um, what you do and why we should care about corporate compliance. Like people need to see that are listening right now. What's the bigger picture of why do we have Brian Zilka on today? Sure, absolutely. I'm glad you asked that question um, because in there was a town hall this past Wednesday, and they used the analogy of a car on a racetrack, and you know everything, and every department was a different part of that race car. And I kind of see compliance is kind of the guardrails on that racetrack. We're just there to make sure we don't go off course. We're trying to keep the company safe. We're trying to keep our owners safe. We're just trying to make sure we're following the right path uh, into where we're going. Uh, and you know, one of the uh, to echo a little bit of what um, uh, what was just said, you know, related to the personal stories. That was one of my big takeaways from this last training. Wayne shared a lot of personal stories. Jay shared personal stories. Zach shared personal stories. And man, there's no better way to give somebody guidance on you know who we are and where we're going than sharing those those experiences uh, with the group. It was fantastic. And for me personally. You know, I, I, I guess, you know, sometimes vice president of corporate compliance sounds scary to some people, but I, I like the idea of, you know, being boots on the ground. And that's why I immersed myself in that class, because I, I can't sit in my office and, you know, say, you know, this is why this is so important if I don't really understand what you're doing out there in the real world. So it's important for me to be out there um, to learn what you guys are doing, to understand the process uh, so that we can do better on our end in the back office. 
You know, so, so, so this is a question I have for both of you and Justin will follow up in just a second. How important is it to the two of y'all? We're onboarding new leaders, but how important is it to both of you, the 20 year veterans that have been here, that they learn this process soup to nuts? Because we can't be congruent if we're only training the new people and then the old people know what the old part of the system was. How important is it that we get homogenous internally? Yeah, I think, look, let me, if I could jump in there, you know, this is like team, team me up to talk about something that's super important for me. Um, I don't like to call them old people. I like to call them existing people, though, because I'm starting to creep into the old people category. So <laughs> step by step. But look, you know, I, I, you know, I've done this journey a few times in a few places, and we often forget about existing associates. And we spend so much time focused on new associates coming in that there's a little bit of, well, hold on a minute. How come they get all the attention? I'm not getting an attention. So, you know, when we talk about things like management skills, you know, for new hires, we're going to run them through a manager skills program. For existing people, I want to make sure we have upgrade or upskill programs. So everybody should always have an opportunity to upgrade or upskill on some of the newer things that that we're training. And, you know, Wayne, one of the things I want to do, and, and, and you and I have talked a little bit about this, is put together a schedule that says every so many years, everybody needs a refresher on specific components, whether it's management skills, uh, whether it's onboarding, whether it's new hire, because, you know, we need to keep it fresh. And we've got some great things that that we, we, we launch from time to time. We want to make sure everybody understands the same thing and we all have a level playing field. Brian, I think you wanted to jump in. Yeah, well, you know, it, one of the, my biggest takeaways from this last, uh, from this training experience um, was uh, around an existing associate who was taking the class. And I hope it's okay that I share this story and I'm not gonna share the associate's name, but it was a very positive thing because this an existing associate who um, in this training course, we have integrity moments where, you know, just to refresh everybody, this is what you can and can't say. And in one of these, this associate put his hand up in class and said, oh man, I've said this uh, as part of my pitch. And first of all, that's honesty. That's one of our core values right there. So I I was, you know, I, I wasn't mad at him for it. It was great that, you know, he stood up and, and had that honest reaction. And then the integrity is fixing that. So, you know, I... Uh, the, our existing associates, yeah, they absolutely need this as well. And I, I think as we roll this out more, it's going to be fantastic to improve the performance of our existing associates, get more sales, and also bring those decisions down. Well, you know, to give credit where credit's due, um, Jackie is the architect of the Integrity yes, Moments, yes. but it was Justin who came to us and said, let's not just talk about this the last day. Yeah. Let's make it an everyday conversation. And the truth is there's no one on this podcast that's not proud when Dusty Tonkin says we're gonna to get to a million and pauses and says the right way. Or when um, Alan at the, the televised um, town hall, not the one from yesterday, the one prior, stood up and said, sales without integrity is of no interest to me, zero. Right. And for all of us to carry, carry that message and know that we can do things the right way, it just makes you even more proud, right, Jackie? It sure does. And um, the integrity moments, like having been a trainee and also a trainer, integrity is an interesting topic when you're with new hires because 
you don't want that you don't want them to come in feeling like why are we talking about this so much like it and have like a negative viewpoint on it and sometimes it can feel that way when you go through a heavy uh sales integrity policy all at once it's very bleh, you know and and uh not not the way that we want to do it so i'm glad to hear you say you liked how the integrity moments were spread throughout with a sort of question and answer format so that it can create some discussion around that. Cause sometimes that's when the light bulb moments happen right. is yeah. in the discussion. 100%. And I think Jackie, you know, one of the, the most important things for us as an organization is we don't want compliant people. We want committed people. So it always yeah. starts with compliance, but committed people are compliant because they're yes. committed to doing things the right way. And, you know, the integrity moments and all we're trying to do at the moment, you know, for me, it's it's not just a list of things not to do, because, you know, 30 years of HR have taught me when you spend time talking about the things to do and you focus on those things, things Amen. happen in the right way. When you come out with a huge, heavy list of here's all the stuff not to do, you know, it, it doesn't grab people's attention the same way and they start to worry. Right. Am I doing something I'm not supposed to versus here are the tools to use. Here's the right way to say something. Here's all the things you really should be doing every day. And I think that makes a huge difference in people's success. Oh, you have an optimistic emphasis instead of a pessimistic emphasis. And, you know, I can't help but bring it up because it's so current. Philip Hicks, who's a 21-year leader, said, you know what? I haven't been through this class. I'm going to sit through every minute of every day for five days in a row. Then he sat in the new podium 2.0 with Randy Harper. Then he got with Jackie on the vacation planners. And look, although the idea behind it is to be compliant, do the right thing, they had 17 loyalty sales on that line pre-training. And then the eight weeks after they had 55. So doing the right thing and then doing it at a higher level is a significant reward. And every leader on this call listening to this, whether you've been here two days, two weeks, two months, or 20 years, needs to sit through this process if you want all of us to be on the same page. Right, Jay? Yeah, I think I think it's awesome. And, uh, you know, before we go back over to Jackie, because Jackie leads this, right? Jackie runs this podcast. Wayne, <laughs> Wayne and I are her, uh, her uh, guest. But anyway, uh, I wanted to just comment on something real quick. So. Justin, the, the integrity moments, that was, I think that was just so smart to do it that way. So that was awesome, which was part of Justin's brainchild, if you will. But here's the bigger one that I thought was awesome. We had spent weeks and weeks. We came up with this cool name to the, to the training and we thought we were just on point. We really did. And Justin comes in and which is great that we have leadership that comes in and this guy's creative and he says, well, you know, I like what you guys have, but what about passport? Do it, you know, we are, a, 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 you know, what a travel, travel company. What about <laughs> passport? And we're all like, we, why didn't we think of that? I mean, we just felt so crazy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I, just, I just wanted to throw it out there because that was so awesome that we have that input and not just input just to put to, to have it, but very valuable input. So thank you for naming the training. Uh, Justin for the name in the training and the integrity <laughs> moments. That was awesome. So uh, we do appreciate you and your creativity. So when it's time to do some more uh, different creative things, we're going to be reaching out to you. 
Thank you. I try not to be the Monday morning quarterback, but occasionally I can't avoid it. <laughs> it. It was crazy. And everybody needs to know this because Jackie was up in front of the room. We had several white pieces of paper and we're like, you know, uh, no, not that. No, not that. Yeah, that one. How can that connect with that? And we finally came up with it and we brought it to Justin. He's like, well, what does that got to do with the travel? Yeah, company? it's like, it's cool. Like, but uh... and we, all, we were like the RCA dog. We all went, <laughs> I think he's right. But you know, but, you know but you know that that again that goes back to the teamwork. That's mm-hmm. what I love about Blue Green. I really do. I love the teamwork how everybody's, you know, connected in some way and and when I when I met Brian and just to, to have Brian in the class and and he made everybody think about it. VP of compliance is in the training class and nobody felt any kind of way. I mean, that associate was comfortable sharing something that he had said that actually, you know, it just wasn't correct. But that, you know, I just think it's cool. And then having Brian and Justin on the podcast, this is just, this is just groundbreaking in itself, you know, and we're blue green is a nation. And I, I am, I am just so honored to be a part of it and honored to be, sharing this uh these great insights so i just wanted to drop that in there real quick i couldn't help but think when brian said that he was happy that this person was able to feel comfortable enough or safe enough in that space to to say oh my gosh i've said that wrong too many times it's kind of like with your kids you know it's like you don't want your kids to only come to you with saying good stuff you want them to talk through the things they need to learn as well and, and feel comfortable enough to come to you and that's really what we're all here to do we aren't the police we want to help you succeed long-term. And, and Justin, I had to write down what you said. I, I wrote it down as fast as I could. We don't want compliant people. We want committed people yes. because people who are committed are going to do it the, the right way long-term. And if you listened to Beth Hall's podcast, she's somebody who's a committed person yes. to, to Blue Green and, and um, among a lot of others that we've had on. But that one just popped into my head right now. So thank you, Justin, for that quote. No, that's fine. And you, we, we were talking about Brian, you know, a little bit, a few minutes ago in terms of being a, uh, you know, on the compliance side and, you know, is that scary? And, you know, the way I look at it is I don't see it so much as compliance as a scorecard, right? Brian's job is to keep a scorecard on how we're performing. You know, we have a phenomenal product. It doesn't need to be oversold or exaggerated. When it's done the right way. Um, I've been to so many of our sites and gone in and said, you know, I'd have anybody stay here. And by the way, they're nicer than a lot of other high-end organizations that we're not even really competing again. And that's an experience people have. So, you know, I think the compliance role that Brian holds is super important for us, but it's a scorecard, right? It's a how we doing against, you know, our core competencies. How are we doing against the way we've decided to, to set up and operate as an organization? And it gives us the read of when we need to, you know, correct and redirect in small areas or big areas occasionally because we've you know we, we, we we've made an error or we've we've suddenly gone briefly the wrong way so i you know i don't see it so much as compliant and and oversight as as the person who's helping us keep score on when we're winning and when we're not yeah yeah and i i see my role as helping correct you know if we if yes. we if, if not you know not oh my gosh what did you do more of you know how, how can we get, stay on the right track stay within those guardrails to make sure we're doing the right thing yeah almost like coaching right you know when you think about the difference between culture and intentional culture it's the difference between the windshield and the bug nobody wants to be the bug you want to do the windshield right but but the truth in the intersection of policy and culture culture teaches us the right things to do 
right? Policy is more like, don't do this, don't do that. It's like SOPs. Don't be late, don't leave early, don't skate, don't pitch this, right? But when you have the right culture, you end up with people like Beth Hall, you end up with people like Rustin Pierce, you end up with people like Philip and Jeff Mezzanotti. And there's a lot of people, Brian Baker, Jeff Branch, Red Bowling, out there doing the right things. That's when the pride takes over. And when you're proud, you do it the right way, right, Jackie? Yeah, you do. And I wanted to ask, we have a lot of listeners um, right now that are in our retail organization and they've been going through a big retail revival. And I'm just wondering how, like, how can you speak to that organization, that part of our organization um, and in, in terms of compliance and how they can help the bigger picture um, of what we're trying to do here? You know, for, for, for me, I, the way I love to set this up is, is you know, in one of my early learnings in this industry, you know, I've been in the industry for four years, so I can't say I'm new anymore. I tried that for a little too long. People are like, you're not new anymore. You got to get over it. But, but you know, the, the, the retail, you know, when you think about um, a service experience or a sales experience, the retail organization sets up that first step right because they're selling the package or the mini vacation that somebody ultimately is going to take to then meet with the frontline sales team and then the frontline sales team they need to make sure that they're doing things the right way because they're setting up a lifelong relationship with our owners right we want people to come back and upgrade and they're going to upgrade much faster if it was a positive experience on the front line but it actually starts in the retail organization, right? Because they're the ones selling the package. We've got a great property. We've got a great opportunity for you to vacation. We've got a great uh, package that that you can take to try us out, right? It's it's a kind of a no risk uh, guarantee. Try us out. If you like us, stay. And if you don't, you know, maybe you had a couple of great days with with a family. So I think the the retail organization really sets up that first experience. So it's really important that they're really clear about what it is. We don't shy away from saying who we are. Um, and that way they are really kind of teeing it up for that person when they get to the frontline sales organization to have a great experience learning more about who we are. So, so for me, they're an important part of the starting process of getting that lifelong owner um, into the Blue Green family. Setting so, up the right expectations from the get-go. And, yeah. and building, building trust. We had three people last week that were at the fountains that uh, bought a retail package sale minivac, traveled, and they were right there. They wanted to join us, but they bought a sampler. And all three samplers so showed up in Orlando and met Andrew Santistaban, and he helped them cross the finish line. He just made them feel better about their retail package sales experience, about how the sampler actually worked, and all three of them bought, and we yeah. did it exactly the right way. That just makes your heart sing. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And you know something? I love that, you know, we're having this conversation and we're we're sending this message out. So if you're out there, if you're a sales professional or a marketing professional, and if just know that this is a serious matter for the company, you know, we're we're not gonna give in this area. We're gonna always make sure that compliance and integrity, we lead with it. And that's what it's gonna be. And anyone that's not willing to run down that road with us, well, you know what? You know, I, 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 here's the nice way I'll say it. We're, we will promote you to customer. 
That's because we're not. I, I, love, I love that expression. I'm happy to promote you to customers. Yes, because we're not. We're not going to. You know, that's just not part of who we are. Well, listen. You know, I, I look over at the time, and I'm like, these things go so fast. And now we got two two leaders on here that are that are giving so much value, and the time just flies. So we're gonna. You know, and I and I sound like a recorded message here when we say we're gonna bring them back, but we will because I know we're gonna have. A lot of people that are going to listen to this and they're going to want more of this. I mean, there's associates. One of the questions, Justin, maybe I'll get it out real quick because Justin, he's one of the questions that I get a lot is from associates that want to know, are we looking to promote within as much as we're looking to bring people from the outside? Because we're going to a billion and in order to do that, we got to grow, right? And so what's your thought process on promoting within versus bringing people from the outside? Yeah, look, I, I my ideal, you know, I'll be very transparent, is a 70% internal promotion and a 30% recruiting from outside. But here's the thing, we're growing really fast, yes. right? And for a little while to keep up with that pace, we're probably gonna be a little off kilter, meaning we, we're probably gonna be bringing a little more from the outside while we grow and develop people inside. Okay. All the programs that, that Wayne, and Jackie and Jay and the whole team, uh, the whole learning team, because uh, I'm going to forget people. I'm just happy to, to, I'm staring at three people right now. There's a big <laughs> list of people supporting me. So please, you know, I don't want to get that text afterwards that says, hey, you didn't miss me on, yes. you know, didn't mention me on the podcast. It's like the Oscars when they forget to, yes. to, to thank everybody, right? But, but look, we're, we're working really diligently to put together foundational programs to develop people internally. We haven't always had all of what we need here at Blue Green, right? So now we're making the investment, we're catching up and we will catch up and we're committed to promoting from within because the best, listen, the best leaders are leaders who grow up within a company and within an industry because they have a real understanding of who we are. The reason you always want that 30% outside influence is you need some new ideas. And yes. sometimes those come you know, from outside. Yes. Um, but but our goal is that 70-30 split will get there. I think by the time we get to the end of 2022 with all the new programs we're putting in place, everything we're doing to set people up for success, we're gonna be headed the right direction to, to, to get that balance back. But for a little bit, you know, it's you're gonna see some people coming out uh, in from the outside a little more often and that's okay as long as we're aware of it, as long as we keep track of it, and as long as it's for the absolute right reasons. Yeah. So, so Jay, just a quick reference. You've got uh, Tommy Wood, who just joined our team from Mountain Loft. You've got Andrew Santisteban, who's joining our team from the Fountains. you got Timmy Green, who's up in Chicago, joining the retail package sales with Jennifer King Porter. So we're making a lot of progress in that area. Yeah, yeah. And again, that's just questions that we get when we're out there. And I love that. 70-30 is awesome. And we will get to that. So, but here's what we're about to get to now. You guys were prepared for a lot of things. You know, you, you got all, you know, when it comes to com compliance and just the whole company, you guys are ready for that. But what we are hoping you're not ready for is Jackie's hot seat question, where it is just a question out of the blue that you are not prepared for. We don't even know what she's going to ask. So this is like one of our uh, the you know one of the best parts of the podcast because we get to know a little bit more we get to learn a little bit more about you guys so listen what we're gonna do we're gonna put you on the hot seat real quick here we're gonna put you on the hot seat with Jackie Dishes so get ready here. <laughs> 
Justin and Ryan, you both are now on the hot seat with Jackie Disher. <laughs> you should have seen their faces. They're like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> well, we'll see what you have to say about this one. All right. So, Justin, I'm coming to you first. Okay, boss? All right. I signed <laughs> right. the paycheck. I'm just saying. Yeah, know, right, right. <laughs> I'll be I'll be kind be gentle, to you. Be gentle. I'll be gentle, yes. Okay, so so the field wants to know what was your very first job ever and did it have any influence on who you are and where you are today? So my my first job ever was uh working at Burger King. Um, <laughs> okay. And I I, I worked on the line. <laughs> And uh, I could make a Whopper in under 40 seconds from uh, the, 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 the burger coming off the grill to full oh, assembly. And that's very that efficient. $3.05 an hour. Oh, um, wow. wow. Um, you know, I, I think um, it, it, did, it did have a lot of influence on me because it taught me a couple of things. One, the value of hard work and how hard you have to work sometimes to earn money. Right, um, because it was a lot of work. I worked long hours, uh, lots of shifts. Uh, you know, it's you know, you come home smelling like you know French fries. Basically, <laughs> there's no other way to describe. It. Yeah. Um, but I think what it did was it pushed me to achieve things differently um, because it's not where I wanted to spend my whole life. Right. So. You know, I, I was that person who they thought highly of. So I became a shift supervisor and they're like, oh, you could have a career in management. And I looked at the person who was my manager and said, respectfully, I couldn't think of anything worse. Um, <laughs> oh and, and, and so I went on and, you know, put, put you know, hunkered down and, and got what I needed to get where I wanted in life. But the lesson there is, you know, you, you got to work hard uh, to earn money. And um, I wanted to do it uh, a way that was interesting to me. And, and so it, it, it really forced and encouraged me to, to hunker down and, and, and drive to, to be who I am today. And just a couple of, uh, of decades later, I guess, you're flying around the world for a company, you know, that's getting you to Europe and Asia and all these different places. So kudos to you. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> you're welcome. That's okay, awesome. Brian. You think I'm going to ask you the same question? Nope. But actually, I, I, got, I got another. <laughs> I have oh, a well, really good answer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, well, how about this? How about this? Give us your answer, because otherwise, we're going to leave people with a cliffhanger. So go for it. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so my first, I, I, I had a job. My my real first job was very short, very brief. It didn't work out so well. But after that, and I'm dating myself with this. I worked at Blockbuster Video, and I was at Blockbuster Video for five years. Oh, and man. let me tell you, it, it was like one of my favorite jobs. I mean, it was it was fun interacting with people, suggesting movies and, you know, the customer experience. So some things I learned from that and that kind of relate to what we do uh, here at Blue Green, you know, they're, they're, the customer service, of course, is key. But in addition to that, I mean, when you're renting a video, I mean, I don't know, is that a mini vacation? You know, you're spending time with your family, you know, your, your quality time together, um, you know, and that's something that we're really promoting here is, you know, time with family and friends and spending that together so we were kind of doing something like that just on a really really small uh scale so yeah yes. I, I do think there's a correlation between the two well, i can tell you i took many great trips to blockbuster with my kids but the other lesson is everybody be on the lookout for netflix right <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah well listen those were both of those uh 
those that the question was awesome jackie and the, and the answers were even more epic with that being said guys we got to wrap this up and we will do this again we do appreciate both justin and brian thank you for taking time out to come on and be a part of the podcast we do appreciate it we know it's gonna have probably more listeners than a lot of them uh and for a lot of different reasons so we thank you and we always go out on our theme song, Are You Down with BGV? And we know you are Blue Green Vacations. So thank you both. And until the next time, we're done. Peace. You're down with BGV. Yeah.